welcome to our next episode of 13 Minutes with Maddie. I'm Maddie and today I'm here with Sue. Hi Sue, would you like to... Hi Maddie. A little bit? Hi, uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, Maddie. Um, yeah, my name is Sue Morgan and um, I was a nurse. Well, I'm probably still a nurse really, but I, I was a, a nurse for many, many years looking after teenagers and young people with cancer in Leeds. Um, so in 1998, before all of you were born, I suspect, I started to develop a teenage and young adult cancer service in Leeds. Um, and then now uh, it's now a fully fledged um, service and uh, two units and some beds and bone marrow transplant. Um, and yeah, we, we've, we've all done, as a team, we've all done really well in developing that. So I've done that for all that time. Uh, Clearly, during all that time, I've worked with young people with cancer as well and their families and uh, boyfriends, girlfriends, brothers, sisters. So I've, I've seen and, and learned so much um, from young people. I've also done a lot of national work helping other nurses and other professionals to develop services in the way that, that, that we've done it. Um, and I have also done some international work, which actually took me to Sydney to do a talk which was very nice. So, yes. Oh. <laughs> I know Sydney was lovely. Very nice. Bit of a long trip, but hey. Wow, that's you've done a, a lot then. Um, lots. And then I retired last year. So now I'm doing a bit of work that's non-cancer related, looking at transition of teenagers and young people into adult services. So that's where 16-year-old, 17-year-old, 18-year-old needs to be transitioned into adult services. So we're doing a, a big national project. On that, so all my experience has, has helped me to uh, to work on that. So, yeah, it's all been a very exciting career. So, what does that um, what does that involve that transition, and what sort of support do those people need? Well, they don't actually. So, young people who are being transitioned don't actually currently get much support. So, it used to be right. You're in children's services now. Uh, next time you come to clinic, you'll be in adult services, and it's very very different. Children and adult services are very. And we know that, that young people haven't been going to adult clinics in the past, but they don't get their treatment and that has severe consequences. So it's about making sure young people don't get lost in the gap. So it's about education. It's about educating the young people and the um, staff and professionals about how to do it gently by educating, teach them how to look after themselves. But yeah, I was in the, um, the QIA ward, mm-hmm. the, the teenage and young adult um, they, they were ve- they were very lovely they were, yeah um, I can imagine that being a child and being in and people do probably hold your hands a lot more um, yeah yeah they do yeah, yeah. they do you know and if if you're a child or you're a young teenager and you don't go to clinic somebody will make sure that you do go you know a nurse will come and grab you by the hand and say come up you come into clinic but if you're in adult services and you don't go to clinic they'll look at the list and they'll say oh, you know that I'm generalizing now but you know, and that's and that's really difficult because if you don't go three times, then you're struck off the list. Whereas in children's services and teenage and young adult services, will guide you through. Adult services are work very differently for all the right reasons, but they work very differently. Teen, uh, the teenage and young adult is that classed as in the child's. So teenagers are we class teenagers as and young adults as thirteen to twenty five in some places sixteen to twenty five. There's a lot, the guidance says it's 16 to 25 years of age, but some units will go down to 13 years of age. Oh, okay. 25. 
So teenage and young adult service should stop all the, all the problems of transition happening. Then at the end of your TYA experience, you will then go into adult services. So the transition applies at the other end as well. Ah, oh, okay, okay. And mm. that was the difference, that difference. So children's services in most hospitals will do not 16 or not to 18. Mm. And adult services then start 18, 16, 18 upwards. So our teenage and young adult services span the bit in the middle, um, which is a really important bit about understanding how young people work, how young people physically, mentally, biologically, it's all really different, wired very differently to children or adults. So it's about developing the expertise in your services around all of that. What sort of support are there once you get into the adults' services? So once a young person with or without cancer who's a long-term condition goes into adult services, there will still be... Nurse, nurses around, there will still be doctors around, um, you know, the whole team will still be there, but they function very differently the way a children's service or a teenage and young adult service might function. Let me talk about Leeds. In Leeds, we'd have had 150 new patients a year. In adult services, they'll probably have a thousand. So that's the difference between, you know, the scale of teenage and young adult services to adult services is, is very different. But the difference also is that young people are quite complex in many ways to look after. A, you're young people, so you think differently. Your brain is wired differently. It isn't fully developed until you're 25. Yeah, in some cases, it's quite a lot longer after that. But, you know, it's not fully developed until you're 25. Um, so you're still going through this process of maturing and getting older and being able to make wise decisions. Young people can make daft decisions because they want to go to a prom tomorrow. Um, that that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So a teenage, an adult doctor or an adult nurse might say, well, you can't go to that prom end off. They might. Teenage and young adult services might say, okay, we'll get you to your prom, but the next morning you'll need to come in for your treatment and work around things like that. But because of capacity, adult services don't always have that capacity or that wherewithal to nurture the young people in that way. It's complex. It's very complex. And I'm not doing adults a disservice here because they do brilliant stuff. It's just the way services are wired. So what we're trying to do is to educate all professionals who look after a teenager or a young adult say, look, these, these young people are different. They need to be treated differently. They need to be looked after differently. And um, and they need more time than an adult might, especially when around making difficult decisions. Yeah, yeah. I d- I didn't really um, think about that when I was. It's because you're a young person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was going through treatment, I think. But you are. You've got so much going on when you're when you're a yeah. teenager with all your hormones and everything going yeah. crazy, and you're not really sure of who you are. Um, yeah. And what's more important, night out or having some chemotherapy? Yeah. Easy, right out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, hands down. You go yeah. out. So it's about negotiating. So, so working with people, it's, it's a lot about negotiation. Oh, yeah, I didn't realise that so much sort of went on behind the scenes like that. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's a real skill to look after young people, and it's about knowing knowing how they tick and mm-hmm. what's important to them, and and you know, and medically as well. Yeah, no, it's very challenging. Yeah, and actually thinking back to my treatment now, the nurses were really brilliant. But you don't notice how brilliant they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really nice to hear that they've been brilliant. Yeah, they were. They were lovely. Um, and yeah. and I think there were moments where I felt like I wanted to do little things to sort of rebel and I didn't and yeah. I'm thinking about it now I remember sort of similar similar negotiations yeah I just I haven't thought about that at all what negotiate what negotiations can you think of any now? things like like going out and drinking mm. uh and I was I was sort of told at the beginning of treatment not to go into crowded spaces and not to continue working um because my immune system was compromised and I still wanted to do that. And I, I try. I mean, I tried uh, going back to work, and I realised that I wasn't physically capable of doing it. Sometimes you've got to try it yourself, haven't but, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think dash it, they were right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes you've, you've you've just got to try all that. The most dangerous thing, uh, and I saw a couple of these in my time, is, is when you're going to have a febrile neutropenia. So your counts are low and your temperatures up. Mm-hmm. And you've got to get in pretty quickly. One who springs to mind who refused to come in, completely refused, sent ambulances away and the worst happened. And it's about making, you know, the decisions and choices that you made. She made a choice at the time. So, yeah, you can. it's about making the right choices at the right time. And, And everything that we do makes, we try very hard to make sure that they make wise choices and that in the middle of the night it's the place where you don't want to come but you don't mind coming because there'll be nice people it's does nice that include um a and e as well because i remember how having... a is tricky isn't it yeah did you have to go through a and e a couple of times and stay the night and yeah so that's difficult isn't it i mean some places will try and make sure that the, when young people come into hospitals they skip a and and come straight to the ward but sometimes that's not possible in the pandemic that hasn't been possible so i yeah i, I did want to ask um, yeah, go on, how on. you got involved with mind over cancer with mind over cancer i've known susie for many many years um and she's utterly brilliant at everything she does she worked for teenage cancer trust for a very long time working with young people uh, and I've always loved her passion and her energy. Um, and then it turned on me. So then I was retiring and Susie said, what do you think about this charity I'm thinking of putting together? Say, well, all right, go on, what's about then? And she talked about supporting young people and their families and children through their cancer experience uh, and their families and their brothers and sisters and anyone who's been affected by it. I've seen, as you can imagine, so many, um, so many problems with the mental or difficulties of mental health with young people who finish treatment or are going through treatment, and the sparsity of of mental health services in the NHS, which isn't their fault. I love the NHS, but there's the the mental health support is is very difficult to come by. Counselling has huge waits, um, waiting times. Uh, psychologists are wonderful, um, but are normally just, I know, at maximum one person per service. So it's completely overloaded. 
Uh, and when Susie suggested this, um, I thought, yeah, now that is absolutely brilliant. So I've worked with her, led by her, um, to develop this charity and a few other trustees with, with the vital experience have come on board with us um, to develop this charity that has worked really very well in East Anglia. We're now looking to um, put it out a bit more nationally. The councils are very experienced. They are very confidential. Um, so it's a very safe service for us to refer people into. Um, but it, also the young people with the... Uh, the groups that they have, mm-hmm. um, the focus groups and, and the the groups that have a chat in the evening, which isn't just a chat, it's peer support. No, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. yeah. You, you go to one, don't you? Yeah. 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 So I, I go to a couple and um, help facilitate, not as a young person. Um, and, and you can see how much young people get from it. It's really good that you can be in the same space with other young people who've been through the same experience as you. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it's a fantastic charity. I think it's going places. Sudi is awesome at the helm. Um, we need funds, of course, but, you know, we need people to fundraise, but um, hopefully we'll we'll get there. Um, okay, I think that's, we've run out of time, but I think that's a good uh, place to... Uh, okay, you're very good to talk to, Maddie. You're very oh, easy so to you. talk to. Yeah, you'll do well at this. <laughs> Thanks so much. Um, yeah, okay. Um, thank you uh, for, for doing this. I really. You're welcome, my it. darling. I'm going to buy one of those jumpers now. <laughs> <laughs>